first time in a week. We are here. My life has changed quite a bit since. Uh, and today is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. And my name is Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Mid Park Music On Air podcast and the Mid Park Music and 39 Management Brands. We're here today with Ree Rosecrans, uh, another Ohioan out of uh, the fantastic town of, as she would call it, Welltucky, uh, Wellington, Ohio, another Northeast Ohioan. And speaking of, and as I mentioned, my life changing since, as you all know, if you've been listening, following along, I have been living in Chicago uh, for the last two and a half years. Uh, pl- well, yeah, right around, right around two and a half years. And uh, before that, three and a half years uh, in Nashville. And as of two, three days ago, I am officially back in Ohio in the uh, the Stark County area. I won't give you the exact place, uh, but Northeast Ohio. If you're in Northeast Ohio, let's link up. I'm here with anybody. Would love to. You know, I, I'm back uh, in my hometown. I won't be here forever, but at least for the time being, I'd say for at least a couple years or so. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here. Lots going on. Um, and it's a uh, yeah, perfect episode to kind of introduce that back into things. Like I said, with, uh, with Re here from Ohio, um, had a great conversation with Re here that you're going to hear. I need to reiterate that it is not Rye. It's of course, Re, as I've said a few times here, uh, you know, when I have a conversation scheduled with somebody, um, I will, you know, say multiple times leading up to it. Uh, you know, I have a schedule, you know, I have an interview with, uh, the Chewy Center this week. I have an interview with Southbound Beretta this week. I have an interview with, I, and the whole time leading up to it, I continued to say I have an interview with Rye this week, uh, but it's not. It's Re, uh, and that's great. Um, so um, she's super young. Uh, you know, I, I guess I say that in com- you know comparison to myself, which makes me feel really old. Uh, and I say that at, always as a compliment. You know, the, anytime I bring up somebody being young. It's usually as a compliment because I don't want to. I don't want to bring that up to dig into people. Um, you know, she's got a great head on her shoulder. She's got a fantastic talent. She's got a lot of of great things that you're going to hear in the conversation as well. You know, uh, new things that are going to be on the way here in the next six to twelve months or so. Um, you know, not only from her but from myself as well. But um, yeah, you know, stay stay tuned here for the conversation. Like I said, uh, it's going to be really good. Really good one here. Uh, really unique that in that. Uh, I don't think she'll be going back, but that's okay. Totally okay. Uh, but she, uh, Rhee had, took some classes at Cleveland State University. That's my alma mater. Love CSU. I don't know if she had the, you know, the same experience, but that's okay. Everybody has different experiences at different places. Um, so I thought that was unique. Um, really cool to talk to somebody who's uh, also gone to school there. Um, the song that you heard there at the beginning, uh, that was uh, Double Yellow Lines. That is Rhee's most recent single. So uh, Re actually only has two songs right now out. So uh, usually we play three in the podcast, but since Re's only got two out, and I say only because she's just not had the opportunity to get them out yet. Believe me, they're coming. Uh, that is not a dig at all. Um, so we will listen to uh, Double Yellow Lines, which was just released on October 15th. Uh, this is a very important song to Re and both the co-writer as well. Um, but we're going to listen to the whole song here. That will uh, take us into the full conversation, really. Uh, and yeah, that, that's it. So usually we'll kind of bring it back in, like I said, and, and you know, summarize some things and take it in. But um, yeah. And then, of course, we're going to hear the other single that she's got out right now at the end of the uh, conversation. So make sure you stick around all the way uh, until the end of here. It's the end, which uh, that was the debut single from Re that was released back in May of 2021. Um, but again, just uh, a really good head on her shoulders, you know, just for being as again, as young as she is, I don't say that as a dig at all. You know, um, there are a lot of, you know, 
people her age who uh, simply would kind of be in college, just going with the status quo and doing what uh, everybody else is doing. And, you know, there's no right or wrong, but uh, I always admire people who are kind of doing their own thing and really just, you know, honing in on that passion of theirs, honing in on that, that true artistry that they've, that they've always had. And that's something that I've always connected to. So, you know, I know Ree has that and is, is really excited to continue to show it off. Um, as usual, you know how to, to, you know, check out everything in the podcast description there, all the links, good stuff. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end as well when I wrap it up. But uh, yeah, like I said, today is uh, what already halfway through November. We're uh, about a week away from Thanksgiving. That's wild. I know I always talk about how fast time goes, but I hope everybody, uh, you know, this is the, this is the time of year always November, December that I hope, you know, you could just at least finish the time out well. And if anything, you can just relax, you know, uh, every year is stressful in its own way. Uh, so I don't want to get off a tangent and start, uh, you know, mumbling about this and that, but I, you know, I really do hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, again, this is double yellow lines, a super fantastic song from re here, uh, which I think she has such a unique sound because it's it's so hard to put a, a number on genre wise. She's a singer uh, songwriter, but uh, is it rock? Uh, is it country? Is it just singer songwriter? Um, you know, I think everybody that's a singer songwriter has that you know kind of title in in and of itself. But you know, where do you go as your subgenre? So you tell me. Uh, but uh, really impressed with her and and everything that like I said as far as the music conversation, everything she's got going on. So. Make sure you check it out. Uh, listen to the whole song here, and that will take us into the full conversation with Reed Rosecrans. Uh, and I hope you enjoy. We will uh, bring her back at the end just to summarize a few things. And that is that. Thank you, as always, for tuning in.
another Ohioan. Um, just racking them up at this point. Uh, and very happy with this one. We've got a unique guest, I think, for the sense of what I've been bringing on the Mid Park podcast here uh, with Ree Rosecrans. I hope I'm saying it. I didn't ask you about your last name earlier. Yep, yeah. that was right. <laughs> um, it's actually, it's, it's interesting. Your last name for me was easier to say than your first name. Yeah, but both people mess up quite often. So you yeah. took it off. <laughs> Thank you. A two-letter first name that I messed up somehow. Um, it happens. It is, is Ree. Uh, and yeah, super excited. So your singer-songwriter um, just released a brand new single, which was your second total single. Um, and that was Double Yellow Lines. And the first one, of course, was It's the End, which was released Spotify. Yep, May 14th. So that means you've been going at it now for, well, I'm sure you've been going at it for your entire life, but. Uh, Trying to. Right. I guess we'll start with uh, it's it's the it's the it's the first one, uh, which it's the end. Um, yeah, I guess. How did you get to releasing music? Well, I kind of started as far as writing goes. I've been writing since probably seventh or eighth grade, just writing down stuff. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Trash, you know, just kind of evolving into what it's the end came into. But as far as recording, um, I had never thought about recording an album. Everyone was like, oh, you should. It'll be so cool. And I just was like, eh, that's money that I don't really have. And it's a lot of time and effort to put into something that who knows if it would succeed. Um, but in, I would say December, um, I was talking to one of my other musician friends from Wellington and she said, you know, I have a friend, um, he's in my band. If you want, I can give you his contact information and he has an in-home studio that I'm sure he'd be more than willing to let you use. Um, and he could edit for you and mix and everything that you would need. And I was like, you know what, I'll take his information. And he ended up contacting me and he was like, oh, I heard you wanted to use my studio. Let's meet up. And it was like, both of us were like instantly inspired by each other. We were like, we have so many ideas for this EP. And it was like instantaneous. The following week we got together and we almost finished It's the End. We got the um, arrangement set and we got lyrics that needed to be rewritten we got those rewritten so yeah it all started in january <laughs> yeah which i'm sure seems you know and, and during all of that you know obviously is covid and you know the whole world um it just whacked out um and as we mentioned uh, off the recording you i'm sure so at that time you would have been going to school right yeah in, in college at this is fantastic. Cleveland State University. Yes. Uh, so for those of you listening, if you if you don't know, but if you do know me, you do. I am a graduate of Cleveland State University. Uh, dear to my heart. Love it or hate it. Um, but you're possibly taking a semester off. Is that right? Yes. I'm going to be taking my next semester, so spring semester of 2022 off and that's going to be just to focus on my album and to focus on writing and performances and all that good stuff so that's my focus 
if anybody close uh, to Ree is listening, please turn off at this point. Uh, I would like to tell you, don't go back. Um, <laughs> now, hopefully, they come back and, and listen. Um, I, you know, I and I mean, by all means, I have a degree so, from that very place. Um, so, you know, for me to say that is very hypocritical in one sense, but. <laughs> I, you know, just looking at what I've learned over the last 10 years um, and yourself, like you have a path. I mean, you know, with music, a lot of people who are your age and your situation, they stop going just because they don't, you know, they, they don't give a shit and want to go home and do nothing. You know, you've got something. Um, so. Yeah, just keep your options open and, and don't listen to any idiots like me. Do what your heart tells you. Yeah, um, like especially with this fall semester, it's just because I'm so excited of where my music is going. It's just so hard for me to focus in my classes. So it's it's not going well for me this semester at all. Yeah. So my mom threw it out there. She's like, hey, you're wasting money right now. Why don't you just take a semester off? do your thing with music. And then if you want to go back later, you can go back later. Yeah, so absolutely. I quickly took her up on that offer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great to hear that, that your mom was encouraging of that. I know, you know, that can be a battle in and of itself. Yeah. Um, just not, and I don't mean, I mean, just with parents, you know, your whole support system. Um, and again, especially where you are in your life, you know, this is where everybody kind of takes the why in the road and goes different directions. Um, you know, and when you bring up the fact that you want to be a musician, a lot of people's first reaction can, you know, just go right to money and how you're going to make money and, and this and that, um, which is important, but it is certainly not everything. Yeah. Um, yeah more about the passion, I would say. Oh, of course. I mean, that's yeah. that through and through. Um, so what kind of music would you say that you make? I would say like a cross between rock and pop. Um, because I live in Welltucky, as we call it, um, there's a little bit, if you listen well to It's the End, yeah, we call it Welltucky. Um, but if you listen to It's the End, there's a little bit of, if you listen to the solo guitar, you can kind of hear a little tinge of country. And yeah. at that time, when we were um, figuring out the arrangement for the music, my producer Tyson Styles and I, we were like, I feel like we just got to throw something like that in there because I wasn't really sure like if I wanted to go to towards a country route or because I'm really influenced by a bunch of rock musicians as well as pop musicians. Um, we didn't know what exactly we wanted to make this EP album. Um, so we kind of just were like, let's just throw something of each genre in there and then where, how it goes, where where the song ends up settling. And I think it turned out beyond what I could have ever imagined. I tell him all the time, I'm like, you did way more than you had to to get that where it needed to be. So I would say somewhere between rock and pop. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the yellow lines, I would say that's definitely more towards the pop rock side of it. Yeah, I'm just curious. You know, I, we we talked about that um, as a singer songwriter. I think that's primarily what you you are as a singer songwriter. Um, did you write both songs? Um, so it's the end was basically 
fully written by me other than a few changes that we both collaborated on but um mm-hmm. funny story with double yellow lines um I knew because I wrote that song for my uncle who passed away January 9th 2020 complete freak accident um so I decided mm-hmm. and he was really big with my music he taught me everything I know about guitar if I didn't have him then I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you um so I wrote it for him and I knew that I wanted to write something for him but I didn't know exactly how I was going to put it into lyrics and into a song so um I ended up writing something real quick it was probably I wrote it in maybe three hours I just kind of threw something together and um I took it to his house that night and I was like you can I'll play it for you you can look at the lyrics I don't think it's good but if you have anything that you want to throw at me that we need to change by all means throw it at me so I played it through for him and he was like I think it's a good start but we do need to change a lot of it (laughs) because it just doesn't it doesn't flow so we his his brother had passed away so we both kind of had that um, influence of um, loss. So we knew each other's feelings, which made it a lot easier to write the song. So Double Yellow Lines was more collaborative with my producer. Wow. Very, very beautiful, deep. Uh, Sorry to hear that. I know that's, you know, uh, my dad passed away. That's the whole inspiration behind the brand here. I don't know if you knew that or not. You've mentioned, and as I, before I go on, I hear, and I think I told you this already, the Dixie Chicks, um, for sure, uh, which is a cross between, I, I think they're, obviously they've been in the country genre, but they can do everything. Um, you know, they've got some that are popular, especially with their newer album. Um, but on that same, you know, token, who are your influences? I know you said you have a number of from country a number from rock from pop all that so I'm curious where you kind of get it I would kind of say one of my biggest pop influences is definitely Adele I would always in my town we do uh, we haven't done it lately because there's just not enough people to do it anymore but um, it's called Wellington Star it's kind of our village talent show and I think it's put on by our high school drama club um, so I would always do Adele songs because they were just easy to memorize. And at the time, I just wasn't really well-versed in the memorization part of the, the music world. So um, I would sing a lot of her and then people would come up to me because it was a once a week show. So if I made it to the next round, people would come up to me and go, you have to do another Adele song. So Adele just kind of ended up growing on me. So I love Adele. Easy on me is like top of my playlist right now. Um, but as far as like rock goes, I would say Miles Kennedy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he is definitely, definitely one of my favorite artists. Um, I got to see him in concert a few weeks back and it was probably the highlight of my life. <laughs> Just a solo, solo act? Yeah, his solo act. And I also got to see Alter Bridge October 5th, 2019. That day is also etched in my brain because that was a really fun time. But yeah, the, I would say as far as inspirations go, I would say those are my biggest inspirations. And then Lizzie Hale is another one. I love her. 
Yep. Paul Storm is just unbelievably talented. The whole band is just absolutely crazy. Very cool. Yeah, I um that's always a question I like to ask, you know, and um there's a lot of I'm sure you could go deep on, you know, each of those artists and have a whole conversation on on what they've meant to you. Um you also mentioned a few times uh EP slash album. Uh, so far we've only got two singles, which is okay. I say only like you're like not good enough. Um <laughs> yeah, just got two singles so far. So uh do we have an EP or an album coming? Um, there is one coming, yes. Um we're not positive when we kind of haven't been able to meet up because both of our schedules have been absolutely nuts. So um he's a wedding DJ, so he's been off doing weddings every time, and then he's got kids, and it's just it's a Ooh. both of our schedules are very hectic, but yeah. there is one coming. I would say probably like five somewhere in five to seven songs, hopefully. So yeah, there's one coming hopefully next year. Nice. It's not early, mid. <laughs> very nice. Um do you have the who actually I should back up? You play guitar? Right. I do. Guitar, sing. Um, who tracks the drums? Um, so we use a digital track for that because it's yeah. just too hard for us in a home studio to track drums yeah. um, live. Um, both of us were talking, though. At, at some point, we both really want to track live drums. We think it would be so cool, but it's just too hectic in his studio to get everything set up where it needs to be. And yeah. so we've just been doing digital. But. It makes, makes sense. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. And a lot of people talk about, you know, it, it's not real music. You know, if it's digital, um, I don't agree with that. I always say if you can play it live, that's real music. If you can play each instrument live, that's real music. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And, and it's, a good, it's a good mindset. Um, what, I mean, do you know what, your goals are as far as being a singer songwriter um i just really want to make it as far as i can go you know because it's i'm really going through college with the mindset of is this actually what i want to do um then like, gee duh mike stop spending the money right now <laughs> yeah so i'm just going through college like is this really what i want to do because music's still right there at the back of my head it's like because I wanted to go for a music major, but by the time I decided that I wanted to, it was too late and I was going to have to do another year, which I'm going to have to do another year anyway, so yeah. it wouldn't have made a difference. But yeah, I would definitely say that going as far as I can make it is top priority right now. Um, well, I know yeah. it's going to be a slow process, but hopefully as quick as it can go, it'll it'll go that fast. <laughs> what does going as far as you can make it mean to read? just be able to do shows like with a huge audience i've always i've always wanted to do that um there's this song that miles kennedy does it's open your eyes um well i shouldn't say miles kennedy alter bridge the whole they do that song and um they always get the audience to sing back and every time i hear that it gives me chills because that's like one of my biggest dreams is to have somebody sing my lyrics back to me 
So I would say that that's as far as it can go. That'll be the, the top point for my music. Yeah. There's a lot of different answers that could be. A lot of people want to put them, you know, well, I, I wouldn't say a lot of people anymore, but some people want to put a master album together. Um, some people want to just be able to do music full time. Some people want to be able to get in front of the crowd and, and like you said, have that, that moment. Um, I think the, the peak is different for everybody. And you will, you know, I think, and I, I, it's, I hate to touch on this so much because it sounds like I'm like nagging on it, but your age, you know, like I know how it is when people talk about it, but it, I mean, it is a good thing in that you are so young still, you know, I'm sure you hear this all the time from, from everybody. Um, but yeah, you don't even know, you know, who you're going to be in three years let alone five, seven, you know, there are so many different possibilities. Um, For sure. Yeah. And you, I mean, again, I say this all as a good thing. I mean, you've got a hell of a head start. Uh, all you got to do is just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Definitely going to try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you, uh, was it Ty? No. What was your... Tyson Styles. I don't say Tyler. Tyson got it. Uh, other than him, are there any other shout outs, people that you, you feel like you need to give? Um, if not, one big one, one big one would be um, Rebecca R. Curry, or her stage name is Bex R. Curry. Um, she kind of got me started with the playing live because um, she had asked me a couple years ago to play one of her songs like be the guitar accompaniment for her. And from then on, I was just like, I can't get enough of this. The, these live shows are so much fun. So then I started doing it solo. And so she's a big one. Um, another huge, 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 huge one. She's one of my best friends, Madison Pruitt. Her music is my favorite thing ever. And she's one of the sweetest human beings. She's actually the one that got me in touch with Tyson. So definitely wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her so yeah. Um, yeah that's those are my two biggest ones yeah there you go um where does one in uh well well uh what did you say well tucky well tucky <laughs> where does one uh in well tucky play live i mean obviously you've got i mean is it pretty well the cleveland scene or for me i've I would say most of the shows I've done have not been in Wellington. Um, I think other than Wellington Star and like that kind of stuff. Um, I it's very interesting. I you know the idea of playing because if you're playing in, in in a bar in Well Tucky, I'm gonna stop saying it now. Uh, <laughs> but if you're playing in a you know bar or a local show there, I'm just curious like what the crowd is like it's got to be a lot different than it would be than what i'm used to for sure you know than than like a live show in the city in the middle of chicago yeah it's definitely not as busy as other places would be definitely i haven't personally performed at any of the bars in town but my friends have um and but they are very respectful they know that you're a musician and this is your living, your career that you're trying to make. So they're very respectful and very supportive 
of any performance that is at the bar that specific night. So that's the good thing about living in a small town is everyone knows each other. So they know what exactly it is that you do and how to support you best with it. So, yeah, I've, I mean, I, I feel like I say this all the time, but which I guess is a good thing. Um, but everybody pretty well that I've spoken with and especially in Ohio, you know, has said the same thing. Um, you know, that everybody's really supportive. You know, it used to be a lot of competition, um, which is good, but it doesn't need to be like so harsh, um, you know, and just people like regardless of, you know, whether you're a, a hard rock band or a singer songwriter, um, you know, obviously it'd be tough to have like a rap and a country act together, but um, yeah, I, I know it's a long-winded answer to say that it's good and, and I'm glad to hear that. Um, have you, you may have said this. Did you have you played in Cleveland at all? I have actually yeah. just recently. I played at um, Beachland Tavern. I played there with. I opened for Tyson and Madison. They're actually in a band together. So nice. Yeah, I opened nice. for them, and it was pretty much the. It wasn't very, like I said before, it wasn't very packed, but it was definitely. We were playing for people we knew, for friends, so it was very clarifying to know that people were there and they weren't going to judge you they were going to support you and they thought your music was good so that was that was probably my favorite performance that I've ever done 100% very interesting yeah the size of the crowd I mean doesn't mean anything you know at, at this point especially you know you you can't control I mean there's so many variables that go into that you know when shows are uh, where they are uh you just gotta go and play and, and do your best um and i wouldn't worry what the fuck anybody thinks or says um i know you've probably been told that a thousand times too that's yeah. much easier said than done much easier you know I, when you get up there uh and and for me, I honestly, like, I think people I, I know almost that makes me more nervous. Um, you look like I guess it kind of depends on like, yeah, who the people I know are that are there. Um, yeah. I guess I didn't really know these people that were at this one, but they were friends of Madison and Tyson, so it made it a little bit less nerve wracking to know that they were friends of a friend, <laughs> I guess I should have said, right uh so we let's go back to the the most recent single um we didn't get into that one a ton um well i guess we kind of did you know obviously it's a little bit of a collaborative thing between you and tyson that that shared experience of loss um so i guess we did uh, why is it called double yellow lines so we kind of wanted to stick with the long road until you see them again so we kind of took road and just kind of twisted it into the lines on the road because you when you're going when you're going down the road and there's double yellow lines you can't pass so you can't go around any obstacles and so we kind of just were like yeah we can't 
make anything go faster. We can't go around any of the obstacles that stand in our way until we see our loved ones again. So that's kind of where we got the double yellow lines from. I really wanted to incorporate that because it was like a great symbolic moment for it to be like, I can't go around. I have to just keep moving. Love it. Yeah, we could stop there. Um, we won't, but I, I, I love it. That's awesome. I, I usually ask um, where you get your band name, but I think you got that at birth. Birth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is your real name, first first last name? So my full name is Rihanna, but it's easier for everyone to just say Re, and I think Re Rosecrans just kind of flows better than Rihanna Rosecrans. <laughs> yeah. You're saying Rihanna, not Rihanna, and like the Fleetwood Mac song. I've had, I've actually had people come up to me like, oh, are you named after the Fleetwood Mac song? My old softball coach used to call me Fleetwood. And yeah, I'm not named after the song. It's Rihanna, not Rhiannon. Although that would be really cool to just be like, I'm named after a Fleetwood Mac song. That would be. Um, unless the Fleetwood Mac song was like Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to you know, where did you, I asked, uh, where did you graduate from high school? Wellington High School. So I, I was born and raised in Wellington. I don't know if it had a, a different name or if there was a high school there or. Yeah, it's very, you know. very small high school. Very small. I think my graduating class had like 82 people in it. We were very small compared to all the other schools around us. Yeah, that's small, but I've, I've heard smaller. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's small. Um, but I mean, I, even earlier, I think you mentioned, you know, you've been writing since what, seventh, eighth grade. Um, how did you start? When did you start singing and playing the guitar? Oh, as far as singing goes, I've been singing my whole life since before I can remember, like little Rihanna just running around the house screaming at the top of her lungs. Um, but when I started learning guitar, um, it was actually after the second time I had done Wellington Star, I had placed second and I was just singing the karaoke tracks, but the girl who placed first, she was um, doing a duet with her dad and they were either both playing guitar or he was playing guitar and she was doing harmonica or vice versa. And I was like, I feel like that would give me an edge if I just learned guitar. And my grandpa was huge into guitars. My uncles, my dad's dad. Um, he was huge into guitars. He had I, so many, way too many, that more than he needed for what he could play. Um, and when he passed away, my uncle got all of his guitars. And he and my dad kind of were like, let's give her one. And then, because I had seen a picture of it, and I was like, I really want that guitar. Um, and it was like, it's a blue it's very cheap guitar. It's a blue guitar and it has a bird on it. So to an 11 year old, that looks great. That oh, was yeah, that's all so, you need. Yeah, so I, I asked for that one and I got that one and it kind of just sat under my bed for like three years, I didn't touch it. And then after I did that freshman year. <laughs> if you can't, obviously you guys, uh, sorry to interrupt, but if you can't, fine. yeah, I'm pointing to my guitar that has been hanging on my wall solely as a decoration because i i have never taken the time and i'm 29 um so your head it's okay <laughs> but i mean it had sat under my bed for like three to four years and i just 
kind of just was like, oh, there's a guitar under there. Okay. Um, I didn't even think about putting it up as a decoration. I probably could have. But um, after that round of Wellington Star, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try and teach myself a little bit. And I learned maybe three songs in two days, just the normal three chord songs, you know, D, C, and E minor. Um, so I did that. And so my uncle was like, you know what, I'm going to teach you this, this, and this. And so he was teaching me all these different tricks for it. And I was like, you know, this is really fun. I could, I could do this. I could do this. And so I finally got my first electric guitar when I was like a junior in high school. And I sucked because I had learned on acoustic. So electric guitar was just, it sounded like nails on a chalkboard. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. But um, then my uncle started teaching me a little bit more and I was like, okay, yeah, I understand. And now I'm teaching myself again, back how it was at the beginning, but I'm getting farther with it than I did at the beginning by myself. So, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, do you have siblings? You, know, you mentioned- I, I have an older sister. Uh, she into music at all? Um, I think the closest she got into music was doing high school, or not high school band, but middle school band. And then she did choir a couple of years in middle school, but she was more into cheer and that was her, her field. And mine yeah. was in music. I was in marching band. So that as soon as I got into band, that was like opening the doors to everything else. And she, she quit band after eighth grade. I wish she would have stuck with it because she was darn good at flute, but. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can have a, a, a flute feature in your next song. Yeah. Bring your, bring your sister in. Oh, um, I'll have to have her crack it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, nobody, well, I don't, I guess, I don't play music, but definitely nobody in my family is as musical or like into the arts as I am. Um, I, mean, I got a lot of it from my dad, just like in what he listened to, but like in a very deep way, nobody, you know, so I know. Everybody can be different. Um, what, uh, what, I guess, what, what haven't we talked about that you want to make sure if there's anything? Um, well, I have a website that, um, if you go to my Instagram bio, um, the donate, the domain name isn't where I want it to be yet because I just, I literally just put it up last night. But, um, if you go to my Instagram, re Rosecrans official. Uh, well, uh, let's keep in mind we're having this conversation so by the time it actually gets out in november could be even further but i don't want to put that expectation on you to make you feel like you got stress and get it out so we'll, we'll see where it, it lands when this comes out but it, it'll definitely be in my instagram bio so if you actually want to click on that and um in the contact area there is a way you can book me for anything you guys need so if you have any musical performance needs go right ahead hit me up <laughs> yeah that's um you are ahead of many artists and just having that and just having the link in your bio oh my god um i always used to laugh at people i was like link in bio that's so stupid but it actually comes in handy oh yeah like, I, I know what you're talking about you know because I, honestly, like people that think it's corny, like they just they just don't get it. Like they're just not yeah. in content. You gotta experience it first. <laughs> yeah, um, like having a link tree and like being able to do that. 
but it's like for what I do in in music and looking for different artists and trying to find locations from where these artists are from, uh, it pains me sometimes some of the Instagram bios that I see that are just like blank um, or have a YouTube link in it. Oh my God, it's the worst. That used to be me because that was as close as I got to a website, but I was like, that needs to that needs to go away. <laughs> I don't want to discredit people's work at all. I mean, YouTube and, and, and music videos are important and, and but it leads nowhere else. You click on a YouTube link, that's it. Because it doesn't have contact information. As, as nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you might be able to like, but I don't know how to use it. I don't, maybe it's just user error and I'm the idiot and the people that are listening are like, wow, this guy's an idiot. Um, but yeah, so it's just me getting on a spiel again. Um, what do you, and again, I think this is a very open-ended question and it, it, it's again, a lot to do with where you're at in life, but we kind of talked about it earlier with where you see yourself, but not even just, well, an easier way to ask this. What do you do outside of music? I'm really, right now, I just work. And so I can try and pay for my music, really. Yeah. Um, there's so not ask, like, what do you see? besides work in school. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, like, what do you see yourself doing, you know, in three, five years outside Hopefully, of, of course? Full-time music. Exactly. If, God given, I, I can get that far. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it's, uh, okay, I can hear I go with, you know, dad spiels, but, you know, it's just, for one, you got to remember you're not on anybody's timeline, but your own. Um, you know, I think, especially in today's day and age, uh, with social media and by all means, social media is great in a lot of ways, but in this way, um, you know, with pressure and, and trying to keep up, quote unquote, um, it can be damaging. So I just tell you that, to, you know, if you're not a full time musician in three to five years, it's OK. Uh, you know, obviously you want to be, but, you know, you just got to keep plugging away at it. Um, what do you think do you have because you said you've got like five to seven songs for the next album yeah are they all already written they are written um as far as the music part goes um that's kind of still in the process i do have one new one that i just started writing a couple weeks ago that i'm trying to get done so we can put it on the album but i don't know how how close to done I'm going to get it considering I've been so busy with school and work. So as yeah. if I can get that done, we're probably going to have about seven songs on there. Where do you get your songwriting uh, influences from? I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about your uncle. Um, with, I, uh, I, I think it kind of just is based off of where my life is at that time. Yeah. Um, a lot of my songs, I'm more of a ballad singer than hard and heavy but um one of my songs that is coming out hopefully soon if we can get the vocals done on it um that one's going to be probably one of the heaviest ones on the album and we were talking it kind of sounds like an mgk punk 
rock vibe type song, but. Wow. Um, Are you thrashing? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, I think it's really just off of what's going on in my life at that time. Um, if I'm sad, the song's going to be sad. If I am really super excited about something, the song's going to be more upbeat and happy. So yeah, it just kind of depends. Yeah. You mentioned MGK. Uh, who's the king of Cleveland? King of Cleveland? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to answer wrong. Oh, I'm but just asking. I'm just curious. I would probably say for my generation, probably MGK. <laughs> I know, I know. That is very interesting. Um, I, I don't necessarily love him. I definitely don't love him. After what he said about Slipknot, probably not my favorite person. You are the second person to, and, and I agree, you're the second person to say that exact thing, I think, to me in the last like week where we were talking about MGK, because I, 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 I can't remember who it was, but I just was talking with somebody from Ohio, uh, and they were like, but he just shit on Slipknot, so. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at. Because I love Slipknot. Oh, everybody loves if, if you don't love Slipknot, it's just because you're uneducated and or you don't like metal uh, or you think, like, the masks are scary. I mean, that's Slipknot is... But that's the best part is the creepy masks. Yeah, well, their, their music is a cornerstone of metal. I mean, yeah. they uh, broke all sorts of, of bounds uh, in their... In their music, um, I don't. I would. I get. Well, it's interesting you say your generation. I think he's like my age. He may be a little older, but I guess. I feel like kind of like my musical generation, like what yeah. my age listens to. I right, guess. right, right. But another one just popped into my head that, for some reason, just blanked when you asked me that question. Michael Stanley. Michael Stanley could be. Michael he just Stanley passed away. Yeah, that was probably the, the darkest moment of my life. <laughs> really? My mom actually grew up listening to Michael Stanley Band. She loves them. Um, I got one of her old concert shirts. So then I started from, listening to them. Is she and, from the area? Yeah, she's she's from, I think she grew up in Castalia, I think is what it's called. And then she moved to Wellington. I want to say when she was in middle school. Yeah. But yeah, so she was she was big into Michael Stanley band. She actually tried to jump up on stage with them and she didn't quite make it. So Michael Stanley kind of laughed at her. I don't let her I don't let her live that down. Um oh but yeah, I love Michael Stanley band. So I changed my answer. Michael Stanley is the king of Cleveland. That's a very good answer. Uh yeah, anybody that grew up in Northeast Ohio in in the eighties, seventies, eighties, I don't know exactly the time frame, but uh, is going to have a solid attachment to Michael Stanley, which he just passed away this summer. So, yeah. so, so. Uh, well, yeah, we, <laughs> and I, I work, we work at a grocery store and we sell newspapers and it was like the front of the newspaper. And I was like, stop reminding me. That makes yeah. me so sad. Right. Right. Um, well, Ryan, Ree, God damn it. <laughs> it was funny. Cause I've been saying, oh, Ryan, I've been saying Ryan in my head the whole week. And then, we, you know, we get on and we say, said re so take me a minute um very very happy to talk to you uh i'm excited to watch of course i'm excited to watch you grow uh as corny as that sounds you know um but it's the truth you know and i think you probably hear that a lot from people um you know you've got a lot of opportunity ahead of you uh 
I don't mean to keep harping on the same things over and over, but it's, it's important, you know, and then another thing, you know, I've heard you say a few times is if you get those vocals done, you might have the song on this album, or if you get this, uh, again, don't worry if you don't, uh, you have time. Uh, if you don't get it on this album, you can get on the next one. Um, so, yeah, very excited to, to see where you go. Well, and I appreciate that. That's really refreshing when people actually are like, you're going to go far. I can't wait to see. That That makes me feel like well, what I, mean, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously playing with you. Um, yeah, you should like it, it should. Um, and it can be hard to hear. Too. like especially when you're I like I've always been very introverted in my personal life and you know when people have complimented me on things especially you know that are like important to me this this brand is a great example uh like I have people reaching out to me now asking me to come on a podcast and like like I'm I'm an, uh, managing two bands now officially that blows my mind, you know? So I get, yeah, you know. I, I completely appreciate what you're doing, like to, for lack of a better term, stick it to the man like that, like respect. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thank you. I wasn't trying to boast on myself there. I just saying like. No, you need to, you're doing, you're doing great things. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, fuck, fuck the man. Yes. We will stick it to the man. Yeah, I will do anything I can. Um, that just yeah that that's always been ingrained in me but especially whew, the political climate over the last five to seven years you know being in the prime of my 20s um i've struggled like a motherfucker out of my own uh so i'm ready to do that yeah um <laughs> but this is not about me at all i usually ask what song you want me to play on the way out but you only got two so I will ask, which one should I play at the beginning and which one should I play on the way out? What would you close with? I would say actually let me let me ask this. Let me ask this. Do you do you uh because you've got two originals that are out when you play live? Do you have like some go-to covers? Oh all the time. I would say probably one of my go-to covers is Familiar Taste of Poison by Hailstorm. That's one of the big ones I do. Nice. Um, so. What about Adele? Ooh, I haven't done her live in a while. Yeah. She's kind of hard to play on guitar. Um, but I would say probably as far as Adele goes, I would say All I Ask or Remedy. Nice. Those two. Well, out of your songs, which one are we playing last? Let's do... I think last we should do it's the end. That would that would make sense. We'll play it's the end at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um Ree, thank you so much. Um, like I said, we'll we'll keep in contact, watch you grow, here for you. Excited to, you know, any Ohio artist um, that I get a chance to talk with, I'm always excited. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is that, everybody. Thank you, as always, uh, for tuning in and, and just for your support. I know Rhea appreciates it. Uh, I appreciate it, of course. You know, I, I mention every single week, and, and I just reiterate it over and over because it's true. 
uh, I learn I learn something from everybody. You know, I, I get a different perspective. I, I gain something from each of these conversations that I have. Um, and, you know, Ree is, is no different. Um, you know, she's one of those, as I've said a few times, and I don't continue to harp on it in, in any negative way at all that, you know, she's, she's young and it just kind of helps me realize, you know, as I am at the point of my age that there are still people, you know, that, that are in quote unquote, the generation below me or this or that, um, that have their heads on straight and, and are, you know, doing things the way that I would, um, which I, I can appreciate wholeheartedly and just am rooting very much for, for her and, and many like her as well. Um, the next one, of course, will be Rift, the band out of a uh, punk rock band out of the Tampa, Florida area. I uh, had a great conversation with them. That's on the 23rd. That's coming up in one week. Make sure you tune in to check that, that out as well. Uh, but this one's still here about Re. Uh, if you have any questions for her, you know how to do the whole thing. Reach out, uh, you know, the, the links in the podcast description as well. Um, and that's really it. So other than that, uh, we're going to go ahead and hear uh, It's the End is how we're going to end it with uh, Ree's debut single here from May of 2021. Uh, again, at the beginning of the conversation we heard, uh, or at the beginning of the, the episode, we heard Double Yellow Lines. That was uh, the most recent single. And then, uh, of course, here now we're going to hear It's the End. That was the debut single from Ree. And uh, as you heard her there talking about, we're going to get lots of good things coming up here. Uh, not only soon, but uh, from, from a long time coming, I think, here. So really excited again. You know, if there's anything that you want to know, if you want to uh, learn more about Re, uh, reach out to me, reach out to her. Uh, go ahead and click on the links in the podcast description there. You know how to support your local artists. Uh, follow on Spotify, follow on Instagram, all that good stuff. But for now, that is that. Uh, again, everybody, my name is Kevin Vargo, host of the Mid Park Music On Air podcast. I thank you so much for all of your support and tuning in. Uh, in today's episode with Re Rosecrans, and again tomorrow or uh, next episode, excuse me, is going to be uh, with the fantastic punk rock band Raw Rift out of Tampa, Florida. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we'll see you next week.
The time is here.